everything you need to know about Joe Biden's State of the Union speech and more on this week's Random Thoughts. Hello and welcome to episode number 223 of the Random Thoughts podcast, spelled R-A-N-D-U-M-B thoughts.com online. I am your host, Darren O'Neill. On today's show, mainly going to be talking about the State of the Union speech that Joe Biden gave last night, and I will say I am so glad that they published the text of these things rather than having to try to listen and transcribe because Joe, not a real big surprise to anybody, was stumbling and fumbling and yelling a lot for no apparent reason and was just kind of painful to watch. And my wife made the comment when they kept cutting to the audience in the State of the Union, it doesn't matter which side is giving it, but it is really hilarious and annoying watching all of the applause breaks. It's like, I say three words and then we applaud. I say five more words and then we applaud. And she made the comment that a lot of the Democrats look like evil, just Bond villain type folk. And I can't disagree with that. That is kind of the vibe that they give off. And knowing what they're trying to accomplish, they kind of fit directly into that category And the whole speech was basically Joey saying a lot of things that didn't really mean anything. Empty words, bloviating, going on about all of his big accomplishments. I think he believes it. And we'll get into that. But just a moment or two here, a state of the union on what's been going on with me, as a lot of you know, because I've been talking about it. Been having issues with heart palpitations, a little bit of AFib. And I think. As of last week on Friday, where I was having another fun morning and afternoon, finally was doing some research that led me down a path because I'm going, this wasn't the case up until late last year, this kind of started. And this wasn't the case before that. So something had to change. And it could just be I'm getting older. Believe it or not, I am getting older. And these things, I have a tendency to happen more as we age and I can lose a little weight, been working on that. And I know that's a big deal when it comes to the AFib and that stuff as well. But I'm like, you know, nothing had really changed with my physical stature in the past six months to where this had started towards the end of last year. I'm like, something had to change. And I like, well, I had the dental work. And after going to the antidontist last week, I found that yeah, I do need one root canal to be redone. Yay. I asked the antidontist, well, what is that? How much, what's different about a normal root canal and a redo? And he's like, ah, it's just harder. For him, he said, not me. So, yeah, I'll just get to sit there and have fun. And that was one root canal that was done maybe seven to 10 years ago that there was a little bit of the nerve left. And there is a bit of infection in there. So, of course, we want to get that taken care of. The other root canal that was recently done, he's like, it looks fine. 
The crown does not, though, as I've been guessing. So I'm going to need to get that crown redone. And hopefully that'll take care of the soreness I'm having in the last tooth. That is probably going to need a root canal at some point. They said that all just was dependent upon my comfort. They're like, there's no dental reason why it has to be done. But, you know, if you're biting into ice cream and you're going into a screaming fit, well, then maybe you just don't have ice cream, which really is in a bad way to convince yourself to avoid the bad stuff. But I don't really have ice cream. I looked it up because I was curious. I'm like, it's been a while since we have ordered a pizza and since everything is done now on the internet, I prefer to order my pizzas on the internet because the order gets done correctly way more than if you do it over the phone. And with all the coupon codes and the loyalty stuff, the last time I ordered a pizza was last year, October 22nd. So it's been a while. So we've been avoiding the bad stuff. And the reality is with this tooth, it'll probably have to be done at some point, but probably not causing the heart fluttering issue. I'm like, okay, so what else did we have? And I did change one of my blood pressure medications, but this is also what I have now, something that's given to prevent AFib. So probably not that. And then I ran into the fact that I unfortunately when going in for one of my last doctor appointments, when I was going to have blood drawn, didn't know, had a big breakfast with uh, probably three slices of bacon. And of course, my cholesterol came high. So my doctor's like, well, start on this statin and take a lot of uh, fish oil. And I think it was like, I don't remember if he told me it was two or four grams. I remember thinking this seems like a lot. I think it was two grams in the morning and two grams at night. Cause I was like, that seems excessive. And the nurse was like, no, that's what he said. And I was looking through all sorts of things, looking for answers. And I came across a NASA doctor just talking about the statins and how that can cause AFib with some people, but it doesn't seem, this seems to be like a lot of the science out there, put that in air quotes not really embraced by the majority of the medical community, which we know they haven't always been right about things. And I'm thinking, wow, because I did just start the statin. And then when reading a page on, I think it was WebMD, about AFib and things to avoid right there in black and white was to avoid fish oil. And I'm like, whoa, I've been taking fish oil like you wouldn't believe in massive quantities. And to be fair, it looks like this is something that is relatively a recent discovery, meaning that the studies that are talking about this, that are looking into this 2020, 2021, but it seems that taking any kind of fish oil supplement will raise the prevalence of atrial fibrillation and if you take more than a gram a day yeah i think i was four grams a day i don't think i mean i know it wasn't always four grams a day because it also causes stomach issues so i was cutting down a little bit but that was a lot of days four grams a day maybe too much information for you but after uh stopping that last time i took fish oil was friday morning and by friday night by not taking that with dinner, things started to get a little better. Also started on some CoQ10, 
because everybody on the internet says if you're taking a statin, you should be taking CoQ10 to replenish that particular thing in your blood. My buddy Gene, that I do the Unrelenting podcast with, look that one up, unrelenting.show. He's like, wait, you're taking a statin, but you're not taking CoQ10? Are you crazy? I'm like, probably. I didn't know. It's hard to know all of this stuff. The Internet's great because it gives us a resource where you can find out information, but it can also be overkill. And the information you get, as you know, not always correct. But it does seem that things are quieting down. Granted, it's only been a few days, so we've got to see how this works out long term. But I'm hoping that taking the fish oil out of the equation Adding in a lot of more potassium, got a potassium supplement, and also just ordering a bunch of bananas. Have a banana or two a day. Keep the potassium levels up. Keep the magnesium levels where they need to be. Those were the big things in the forums, reading about people who have the issue, especially with an extra heartbeat, which we all, I think, have at one time or another, that having a higher potassium level is really important and the amount of foods that can set these things off including junk food that's why i'm like well i haven't had pizza in a long time haven't gone out for burgers in a long time i'll make them myself but you also have to avoid some of the seasoning somebody said in this forum about having the extra beets or afib i was getting it all the time but i was a big fan of some mrs dash seasoning salt And I just ran out of it, didn't have any, so I didn't use it for a few days. And all of a sudden, the heart palpitations went away. So it's a very interesting science. The things that will set it off for some people are not the same things that set it off for other people. And I'm hoping, since this had been a string of episodes just in the last few months that was not the norm before that, I'm hoping I may have found the trigger. And moving forward, things will be a lot better. But let's get back to the nation as a whole. I know it affects you a little bit more, the nation as a whole thing, rather than my health. So I appreciate you indulging me. Now, I will indulge you with what Joe Biden said. Again, thank you to the transcribers, because I at least can see what the ideas were supposed to be before he attempted to say them. And I just wanted to go through, this is all things that I have clipped out of his speech. And this is all in the order in which they were said. This is not, of course, the entire speech, just things that I wanted to comment on. Coming into the first quote here from Joe Biden's speech, two years ago, our economy was reeling. As I stand here tonight, we have created a record 12 million new jobs. More jobs created in two years than any president has ever created in four years. And quote, everybody listening to me, I believe knows that is a lie. We know how to lie with statistics, Mr. Biden. And we know that those jobs that you're talking about are the ones that were lost with everybody shutting down due to COVID. You know, the shutdowns that your administration helped force. But that is where those jobs came from. He did not do anything magical. He did not do anything even normal to create 12 million jobs. But yet he will take credit for them. And with all of these things I'm going to talk about, I don't know if Joey knows. 
I don't know if he has the brain capacity to understand the world around him. I don't know if he has any idea that the words coming out of his mouth are often vastly inaccurate. Next, he said, quote, and two years ago, our democracy faced its greatest threat since the Civil War, end quote, referring to the January 6th incident at the Capitol. And again, Joey, no. No, that is not the greatest threat since the Civil War. There are a lot of things going on, including unchecked migration, illegal migration coming into the country, including drugs like fentanyl being flooded into the country. But no, a bunch of people getting pissed off and going into the Capitol. That was the biggest threat since the Civil War. It was one event in one place. The Black Lives Matter riots that destroyed cities across the country Not anything at all to even talk about, according to Joey. And can somebody explain to Joey, because this isn't the first time in this speech. Well, it is the first time in this speech, but it's not the last time in this speech that Mr. Biden says we have a democracy in the United States. Does he know that we have a democratic republic? We do not have a democracy. I don't know if he does. I don't know if he understands the difference. I don't know if his brain of mush can understand the difference and why words are important. This is why I've been railing on this for a long time. The left wants to go and change the meaning of a bunch of words so they can reframe history and they can change the way people think about things. Words have meaning. The great Rush Limbaugh said that all the time. Words mean things. And it's important to know that, and it's important to know what they mean. And interchanging democracy for what we have in the United States is not accurate. This is not a democracy. People do not get together and vote on what they want, individual laws and that kind of thing. We don't go, hey, should we have an abortion law? Everybody, there's going to be a ballot, and we all vote yes or no. No. We have a democratic republic. We elect leaders that will then vote and make the law of the land based upon allegedly what their constituents want. And we know that has not been happening lately, and we know that is an issue. But part of this may be that Joey and other people in this country think we have a democracy, and we do not. Joey went on to say, quote, and that's always been my vision for our country to restore the soul of the nation, end quote. I guess killing a lot of unborn children is what's going to restore the soul of a nation, according to Joey, and we'll get to more of that as he gets to that part of the speech. But Mr. President, I would like an explanation about what you mean that you want to restore the soul of the nation, because I am not seeing that in your actions. I am not seeing that in your words. I am not seeing that anywhere that you want to restore the soul of a nation. If anything, you want to strip the nation of the soul and make it a godless place where anarchy rules. That's what I see. And if that's what he considers restoring the soul of the nation, then we have issues. Next, he says, quote, so let's look at the results. Unemployment rate at 3.4%, a 50-year low, near-record low unemployment for black and Hispanic workers, end quote. Well, near record low unemployment for black and Hispanic workers. You know what was really interesting? Before Joe Biden took office, 
black and Hispanic workers unemployment was at an all time low. Maybe you want to mention that little tidbit, Joey, that things have gotten worse for black and Hispanic workers since you have taken office. That is crystal clear. Considering it was literally record low unemployment for black and Hispanic workers under Donald Trump, you took office, Joey, and now you're touting that it's near record low unemployment. Don't you realize that by touting it's near record low unemployment, you're admitting that you made it worse. No question about it. You and your policies, Mr. President, have made it worse for black and Hispanic workers. It's hilarious that you would even come out and mention that we have near record low unemployment for black and Hispanic workers when, before he took office, it was actually record low. Do you not get it? No, I don't think he does. His his brain is Ovaltine. Ovaltine, you're missing out on a perfect chance to get somebody to, you know, if you want a face to put on that container, Joe Biden, brain full of mush. It's absolutely sad. It's ridiculous is what it is. Next quote, will you have the money to pay your medical bills? Will you have to sell the house? I get it. With the Inflation Reduction Act that I signed into law, we're taking on powerful interest to bring your health care costs down so you can sleep better at night, end quote. Again, Mr. President, you know when health care costs were low? Before Obamacare that you just want to keep doubling down on. You created the problem. You and your buddy Barack Obama created the problem. And now you're like, well, I'm going to spend my way right out of this so you can sleep better at night. No, sir, that is not accurate. That is not accurate at all. Then he goes on to say, and this is doubling down on what we've heard in the past from Mr. Biden, quote, under my plan, Nobody earning less than $400,000 a year will pay an additional penny in taxes. Nobody, not one penny, end quote. Now, Mr. Biden, as has been pointed out in the past here on the Random Thoughts podcast, if you're going to make a statement such as that, you may want to say they're not going to pay an additional penny in income taxes. If you want to try to make it anywhere near correct, because, you know, There's a lot of other taxes that go on beyond the income tax. And this, again, just is another big lie, but it's something that he can say because people go, well, that sounds good. I make under $400,000 a year, as most people do. It's the top 1% that earns $400,000 a year or over. But this is the plan that the Democrats have to try to garner the support. Is that the word garner, gather, garner? Can we garner and gather to get the support of the regular folks? Because, oh, yeah, it's those rich people that are the problem. Yeah, let's all vote for Joey because he says that if we make under 400,000, we're not going to pay an extra penny in taxes. Yeah, don't believe it. You go, you look at what your current grocery bills are. They're a little higher than before. So, you know, technically, Maybe you're not paying an extra penny in income tax, but since those groceries are so much more expensive, one, your wallet is a lot more empty and that is kind of a tax, but the, also the reality is because of inflation, 
caused by the Biden administration, not Putin's war, although he tried to blame Vlad. Well, then every time you go and buy groceries or gasoline, you're paying more in taxes because of Biden's policies. So big lie, Joey. We all get it. But he continues to double down saying, quote, you may have noticed that big oil just reported record profits. Ooh, those evil, evil oil people. I added that. He didn't say that. Last year, they made $200 billion in the midst of a global energy crisis. It's outrageous. They invested too little of that profit to increase domestic production and keep gas prices down. Instead, they used those record profits to buy back their own stock, rewarding their CEOs and shareholders. Corporations ought to do the right thing, end quote. Well, you see, corporations are supposed to do right by their shareholders, Joey. That's the whole point. Just like your job is to do right by the American public, you don't do that, so why should the CEOs do that? But the reality is, why would big oil, why would energy companies continue to put their money into drilling and producing energy in the United States when the first thing that you did when you took office was go after them and make it extremely hard and way more expensive to do business in the United States. Do you not understand that, Joey? I don't know if he does, because again, his brain is mush. His brain is total mush because this guy went after the energy sector on day one and then goes, well, they're not putting money into the energy anymore here. Well, yeah, because of you, because of what you did on day one. Do you not even know what you're signing? That is the outrageous part, Mr. President. Calling out the oil companies after your policies made it nearly impossible for them to do what they needed to do to produce the energy here. Then you're like, well, now they're not doing that. Absolutely unbelievable i don't know if joey understands cause and effect really not sure but it seems like he may not and it seems more and more like he is just a puppet that is saying words that he has no real idea what they are or what they mean his delivery was just weird and i would have brought some audio clips but i didn't want to do that to you if you really want to hear the speech it's available in all of the usual places. Moving on to the next quote from Mr. Biden's speech, quote, in the last two years, my administration cut the deficit by more than $1.7 the largest deficit reduction in American history. Under the previous administration, America's deficit went up four years in a row. Because of those record deficits, no president added more to the national debt in any four years than my predecessor. <laughs> yep. And I, I'm and see, I don't know. Even reading his words, I am channeling my inner Joe Biden because that's kind of how his whole speech sounded. Nearly 25% of the entire national debt, a debt that took 200 years to accumulate, was added by that administration alone. End quote. So here we go. We're blaming Donald Trump. And coming out right here at the beginning of this little quote. The deficit he cut by more than $1.7 trillion. Accurate in a way, but in the spirit of things, we understand the COVID spending that was put into place, including 
when Donald Trump was in office, there was a lot of money spent to roll out the vaccines. There was a lot of money spent to try to prop businesses small and large up that had to close down, were forced to close down. And saying that you cut the deficit by that amount of money, again, I don't know if Joey understands that he did nothing but just let a bunch of spending that was temporary in nature not continue on, that you didn't renew, that you didn't double down. So by doing nothing, again, this is, this is the greatest thing about Joe Biden. His biggest accomplishments are just doing nothing. Isn't that great? What are we teaching the kids? You could be a great president too, Johnny. Just do nothing. Saying that the deficit went up under Trump, that is true. Absolutely true. But, I mean, Joey won't mention that the first couple of years of the Trump presidency, the spending was because things had been so bad under Barack Obama and Joe Biden. The military was kind of gutted. There was a lot of money that was not going into the infrastructure of this country. There were things that had to be fixed. And Donald Trump spent a lot. There's no question about it. But Joey taking any kind of credit for like, I did this. No, not at all. Then he went into another big lie. Quote, if anyone tries to cut Social Security, I will stop them. And if anyone tries to cut Medicare, I will stop them. End quote. Nobody on the Republican side of any meaning wants to do that. The Republicans as a party don't want to do that. So pretending that anybody at all that is meaningful in the Republican Party wants to do that is a lie. That's like basing everything on the Democratic Party on one radical nut job like AOC or Ilan Omar. It's just not the truth. I mean, again, let's try to keep things in reality. This is the way they're trying to scare the old people, you know, the ones making under $400,000 a year. Vote for us because they're going to try to cut your Social Security and Medicare. Joey doubles down again on the $400,000 mark saying, quote, I will not raise taxes on anyone making under $400,000 a year, and I will pay for the ideas I've talked about tonight by making the wealthy and big corporations begin to pay their fair share. Look, here's the deal. Big corporations aren't just taking advantage of the tax code. They're taking advantage of you, the American consumer, end quote. Again, the $400,000 number means only people in the top 1% of the country. It's been rolled out many times by people way smarter than I am in math that there's just not enough money. You could take all of Bill Gates' money. You could take all of Elon Musk's money. You could take all of Mark Cuban's money. Go down that list. Jeff Bezos, throw him in there. You can take all the money these guys have. You take all the money out of their corporations, and it's not enough. Because of the out-of-control spending that the government has, including under Joey Biden, these multi-trillion dollar infrastructure bills, multi-trillion dollars to save the planet, to go green, even though the technology is not there, to actually provide the planet with what it needs as far as their energy needs are right now. But no, that's not a big deal. That's not a big deal at all. The fair. The fair share needs to be paid by the corporations. That's a big lie. 
It's an absolute lie. And I don't know if Joey understands that. Do you think Joey understands economics? I don't know if you could give Joe Biden 50 bucks and say, you get to buy five hamburgers this week. How many hamburgers can you buy? And he'd be like, I, I, I like ice cream. I just don't think he understands. I think he's just saying words that other people put in the speech forum. And at least, I mean, he was a little more energetic than usual, but he was stumbling all over the place. At one point, my wife looked at me and we always saw like the last 15 minutes of the speech, which were probably the worst, to be fair, because Joe can come out strong, whatever they're giving him to pump him up. Maybe they give him some B12 or something. Usually the longer he goes, the worse, the slurring and the just crazy eyes that he gives. It's that dead eye. Like he you don't even think there's somebody in there anymore while the words are coming out of his mouth. But then he goes into talking about the education system, and there were some good points made here. He says, quote, Jill, his wife. He didn't say his wife. I'm letting you know that part. And there's also a picture going viral of her kissing on the mouth Kamala Harris's husband in just a very weird look. But other people could talk about that. It just weirded me out. He said, Jill, quote, who teaches full time has an expression. Any nation that out educates us will outcompete us. That is absolutely true. I will give Joey that. He continues, quote, folks. You all know 12 years is not enough to win the economic competition for the 21st century. If you want America to have the best educated workforce, let's finish the job by providing access to preschool for three and four-year-olds, end quote. This continues a little bit, but so preschool is the big problem. Starting kids at three and four, that's the really important part of the educational system, Mr. Biden. Are you high? He may be, depending what they gave him to get him ready for the speech. I don't understand how you can make that connection except to go by studies, which we all know studies can bought and sold for and can say just about anything. He says studies show that children who go to preschool are nearly 50% more likely to finish high school and to go on to earn a two or four year degree, no matter their background. And I don't believe preschool has anything to do with any of that. I just don't. Now, I do believe, and this will go against some people on the conservative side, I'm all for, as I believe I mentioned here in other places before, I'm all for providing community college for people that want to go to community college. Why stop at high school? Why stop at 12th grade? If somebody wants to get the education, that is a very low price to pay to be able to provide that because it will make the communities better. It will make our country better the more people get educated. Now, of course, the fact that the education they're getting right now sucks, that needs to be looked at, and Joey doesn't look at that. Joey didn't mention at all about critical race theory. Joey didn't mention at all how test scores are, especially in some of the, uh, the major cities in this country. Almost all, if not all, Democrat-run. I know that's a surprise. But he thinks going to preschool, that's the answer. If kids would just go to preschool, they'd be much better off. And then he says, quote, let's give public school teachers a raise, end quote. No, do not give public school teachers a raise. Have you ever looked into this? I have. 
I remember having a conversation with a buddy of mine maybe 10 years ago or so who tried this whole thing like, oh, public school teachers don't make enough. I'm like, have you ever researched this? No. Well, the information is out there because it's a public school. You can look it up for any public school in the country. If you know how to do it, you can go online and find that information. And when I started pointing out how many teachers in our area here were making six figures, including at the time, there was a librarian in one of the local schools making, it was like 180000 a year. I'm like, do you think that's underpaid? Do you really think that's underpaid? The amount of money being paid to teachers is not the problem. There are some good teachers out there, don't get me wrong, but the system is not going to be fixed with money. The system will only be fixed in a way that is meaningful by providing education that will actually help our children get through their lives, not to teach them that they could be any gender in kindergarten. Maybe that's why Joey wants them in preschool. Maybe he wants the whole gender talk to happen in preschool. We need to teach mathematics. We need to teach science. We need to teach communications. We need to church. Mm -hmm. Yeah. See, (laughs) I feel it like Joey. We need to teach how to communicate verbally. Is it sad? that I'm screwing up my words when talking about teaching people how to communicate verbally, something that is, I believe, a skill that not a lot of people have anymore. Way too many kids growing up now do all of their talking on texting between their friends and that, and they just have no idea how to get their ideas across verbally. They have a very hard time, especially standing up in front of a bunch of people or doing a podcast, getting their words out there. So I applaud anybody, especially if you're younger, you're doing a podcast, you understand that verbal communications are important. You're way ahead of the game, but teachers getting paid enough. That's not the problem. The right things being taught in school, making sure that not everybody gets a trophy. If you fail, you don't get to go on to the next grade. That does not help the kids. If they fail and they can't read and they can't write, but you're like, oh my God, it would be so mean to not promote them. No, that's not doing them a benefit. That is not preparing them to live in the real world, Joey. It is not. It is detrimental to them, which is the hilarious part of a lot of this stuff that Joey's calling on to make the world better just hurts the people that you think you're helping absolutely hurts the people that he thinks he's helping, or at least he says he's helping. Don't know if he really believes it. He then says, quote, and as we emerge from this crisis stronger, I'm also doubling down on prosecuting criminals who stole relief money meant to keep workers and small businesses afloat during the pandemic, end quote. And everybody applauded here. Both sides went crazy. and. I guess the Republicans were probably just like, wait, wait, you want to prosecute criminals all of a sudden? No, I thought we were defunding the police. And I thought we were letting all of the violent criminals back out onto the streets because it's really mean to go after them, especially if their skin is a little bit darker. And I'm like, oh, wait, there were a majority of these people white that did the, uh, the crime with the pandemic money. I don't think so. At least not what I'm seeing locally. But Mr. Biden, you're on the right course here is that you want to keep 
criminals off the streets and you want to prosecute the criminals for the actions that they commit that are against the law, including people that come across the border illegally? I don't know, Joey. Wouldn't that be an amazing thing? To hold people accountable for their actions, to prosecute people that break the law. Wouldn't that be an amazing thing? In America, a nation founded upon laws. Wouldn't it be amazing? I would love to see that. But I'm fully for going after anybody who used government relief money in an inappropriate way. But this is going to be like finding needles in a haystack. It's going to take a lot of effort and would have been way better if the system in place in the first place that seemed repetitive would have been one that look for these types of things that could look for the find the fraud before you give the money but the government never does that do they and in more misdirection we go to joey's next quote which is quote covid left other scars like the spike in violent crime in 2020 the first year of the pandemic we have an obligation to make sure all our people are safe end quote well violent crime Joey was not because of the pandemic. It was because of the defund the police movement. But this is how you lie with statistics. Well, look, we had a pandemic and then violent crime went up. Must be the reason, right? That's their whole plan with the global warming stuff, too. This is all a farce. This is all a scam. You have to learn how to spot these things. But your party wanted to defund the police. Your vice president, Kamala Harris, was bailing people out that were committing violent acts, rioting in the streets of Minneapolis, Joey. Maybe the fact that you're not prosecuting the criminals has led to a rise in violent crime. It has nothing to do with COVID, nothing. All of the ultra-liberal DAs, the progressive DAs, are like, no, no, it's really wrong to put people in jail. Well, this is why violent crime is spiking, but Joey, is going to pretend that it has something to do with COVID-19. Now, speaking of Kamala Harris, her face, watch the video if you want to. Her face when Joe Biden said the next was priceless. Quote, I know most cops are good, decent people. Kamala didn't like that. She did not like that at all. And he continues, they risk their lives every time they put on that shield. But what happened to Tyree in Memphis happens too often. We have to do better. Give law enforcement the training they need. Hold them to higher standards and help them succeed in keeping everyone safe. End quote. What happened to Tyree Nichols happens too often. Where are the stats on that, Mr. President? I've broken them down here before. It does not happen a lot. You can make the case that anything happening like that at all is too much. I will agree with you. But pretending that crime from police officer to civilian is running at some kind of all-time high or that these statistics have this as a major problem, they don't. Way bigger problem in Chicago, black-on-black crime, mainly guns in the hands of drug dealers. Do we do anything about that? No. Does Black Lives Matter come? No. Does Joey mention it? No. Does Kamala Harris care? No. Nobody does. Nobody does. And I feel really bad for Tyree Nichols' parents and the fact that they got 
brought in to be used as something to just point to and try to politicize it. I'm not blaming them. I get it. The president asked you to come to the State of the Union to do it. But these things are always weird to me. It doesn't matter if it's a Democrat or Republican doing it. It is just a weird thing to politicize. But this concept that we need to give more training to the cops, I don't buy that one for a minute. I do believe that we need to have better psych evaluations on some. What happened to Tyree, according to people from Memphis that know about these things that are involved in law enforcement there, talked about the defund the police movement, how many of the senior police left because of it, and what was then brought in or left behind in Memphis were some cops that maybe weren't so good. And that's going to happen when you go against, just like with the oil and the energy, when you go against a whole bunch of different people, well, then the quality that you're getting in those areas, the output you're getting in those areas, not going to be that good. So that was one of the big problems was the whole Democrat defund the police possibly leading to what happened in Memphis. The one place I do agree with what Joe Biden said here is holding the police to higher standards. I do believe that is the case. And I don't believe that that means taking away the immunity that police officers have for being civilly sued nonstop. But when a police officer commits a crime, they got to do the time as well. There's no question about that. And they should be held to a slightly higher standard. Now, the problem you run into, like places here in Chicago, as I mentioned on this podcast at one point or another, when they started making laws like, well, you know, if a criminal runs, you can't chase him. Well, then every criminal is going to run. Don't you get it? You're never going to catch anybody. This whole concept, well, you'll get them later. And maybe you will, but that leads to a bunch of different other issues. The total disrespect for law enforcement leads to a lot of these issues. And they should be held to a higher standard. But it's not like, oh, wow, if we only would have trained these officers right, this wouldn't have happened. I don't believe that for a minute. But absolutely, when a law enforcement officer commits a crime, they need to be punished. And maybe their punishments need to be a little bit more severe because of the position that they're in. We already do that with teachers and things like that. If they're diddling their students, yeah. If you're in a position of authority, those penalties that you're going to get are a little bit more severe, and I have no problem with that. But then Joey goes on to talk about the border, and this is where this was just pure comedy because the lies were hilarious. He says, quote, we now have a record number of personnel working to secure the border, arresting 8,000 human smugglers and seizing over 23,000 pounds of fentanyl in just the last several months, end quote. So now Joey's going to pretend that he didn't say, come on in, open the border. We're not going to prosecute. We don't have millions of people coming in. It's absolutely hilarious. The reality of this situation And I know if you're listening to this show regularly, it's been talked about and it's like beating a dead horse. The amount of people coming over the southern border 
has skyrocketed because of the Joe Biden policies have skyrocketed since Donald Trump left office. And with that comes a lot more drugs over the border. But Joey doesn't care. He doesn't care what's happening to the migrants either, that they're being raped or killed, that they're being found in trucks out in the middle of the desert, kids left by themselves. Do you think Joey cares about that? No. You want to talk about something horrible to politicize? That's another thing, Joey, that the reality just isn't there. But then he'll go on to more la-la land saying, quote, Congress must restore the right the Supreme Court took away last year and codify Roe versus Wade to protect every woman's constitutional right to choose, end quote. Okay, constitutional scholars and anybody else listening to this show, where in the Constitution does it say a woman has the right to choose? Where? I'd like to see that. I would like to read that. I'll save you all a lot of time. It's not in the Constitution, anything like that at all. And to say the Supreme Court takes away rights, also not accurate, Joey. Not accurate at all. The Supreme Court ruled that it is a state's issue, not a federal issue, and it should go back to the states. And every state can have their own law, whatever that may be. If you want a federal law, that is possible, but you have to do it the right way, Joey. You have to get Congress to draft and pass a law, and then the president can sign off on it. And the funny thing is, they're so worried about this. They're so worried about abortion, as I pointed out before. Let's remember, Joe Biden, Vice President, Barack Obama, President, they had the House. They had the Senate, and of course, they had the presidency, which means they could have passed a federal law on abortion. But they didn't. Why is nobody pointing the finger at them? If this is so important, why is nobody pointing the finger at them? But it is not a constitutional right to kill the unborn, Mr. President. Maybe you need to read the Constitution again, Joey. If it's possible, do we make this in a large print edition? I'm sure there's an audio version of it that he can listen to. Ask Joey, where in the Constitution is the constitutional right to choose. Just curious. He then goes on to say, quote, when I came to office, most everyone assumed bipartisanship was impossible, but I never believed it. That's why a year ago I offered a unity agenda for the nation. We've made real progress, end quote. I don't even know what to say there. I have not seen any unity in the last two years. Maybe I'm just missing something. And if I am and you've seen the unity, let me know where Darren O'Neill at Twitter or Darren at randomthoughts.com. Let me know. He then goes on to talk more about the drug problem, saying, quote, fentanyl is killing more than 70,000 Americans a year. Let's launch a major surge to stop fentanyl production, sale and trafficking with more drug detection machines to inspect cargo and stop pills and powder at the border. Working with couriers like FedEx to inspect more packages for drugs, strong penalties to crack down on fentanyl trafficking, end quote. And I will first ask, what did FedEx pay for the mention? Why are you talking about FedEx when you're talking about the amount of fentanyl coming into the country? Are the drug dealers using FedEx? Is that how they're getting the drugs into the country, Mr. President? 
brain full of mush. Maybe that's who's sending Joey his uh, B12 shots. I don't know. Fentanyl is a problem coming over the border with massive frequency because of Joe Biden's border policies, but Joey doesn't want to take the blame on that one. Haven't seen Kamala fix the border problem. Nope, have not seen that happen. And it's more drug machines because we're to believe that the mass amounts of the fentanyl coming in are coming in just hidden in cargo. I don't think Joey understands how the southern border works. I don't think he ever will. And I believe he has no idea what's going on. But FedEx, I mean, great getting the mention there. Then we go to online problems with Joey saying, quote, we must finally hold social media companies accountable for the experiment they are running on our children for profit, end quote. Mm, See, the for profit thing. This throws it into a whole different way I'm looking at it because you could have just stopped that for the experiment they're running on our children. But no, he's had to go for profit. So is the problem that they're doing it for money, Joey, which is what every company is doing, trying to make money, but to hold them accountable for the experiment they are running? Well, what experiment are they running, Joey? And why do we not hold parents responsible? Why don't we hold the parents that give the 10-year-old a device and say, go at it? Why don't we hold them responsible when the kid gets kidnapped or raped or dies of a drug overdose or chokes themselves to death because of something they saw on TikTok? Why don't we keep the parents on that list of people that maybe should be responsible for their children? Because the internet is not safe for children. It will never be safe for children, no matter how you try to legislate it. So parents that let their kids run free on the internet, they're asking for problems. And if they just weren't allowed on the internet, then you wouldn't have any of these problems whatsoever. Hold the social media companies accountable. What? For what? Exactly, Joey. You got to tell me for what? For just doing what they do? For running TikTok? For running Instagram? For running Meta? Whatever? Then what are we holding them responsible for? He continued with, quote, it's also time to pass bipartisan legislation to stop big tech from collecting personal data on kids and teenagers online, ban targeted advertising to children, and impose stricter limits on the personal data these companies collect on all of us, end quote. Well, again, the personal data of kids, if the kids are giving it, it's because the parents are giving them the device to do it. Kids aren't supposed to be on the internet. If a kid goes onto a site, you know what they do, Joey? They lie. If the site says, you know what? You got to be 18 to get onto whatever site. The kids are going to lie. They're going to say they're 18. And then the data is going to get collected because there's no damn way to prove who's using the machine. And you could say, well, maybe we need to have some kind of ID system like we want to do for porn. Well, then they're just going to use their parents' ID, you moron. Or their parents going to be like, well, I'm okay with little Jimmy going on Instagram. So I'll sign him up with my ID. It's not going to work. The parents need to be held responsible. That is the bottom line here. You want to blame big tech, and that's fine, because big tech sucks in a whole lot of ways, but this is not their issue. Their whole business, the only way big tech, when we're talking about these companies like Google and Facebook and Instagram, the only way they can make money is by selling advertising. So when their main people that are on these sites are children, of course they're going to be advertised too. Otherwise, the whole platform doesn't exist. 
So that's the beauty of this. If you get to a point to where Instagram or TikTok or whoever has to say, well, are you over 18? And they say no. Well, then the service won't let them on because there will be no way for the service to make money if you're not allowing them to advertise to the children, you moron. The answer, again, is very simple. If you're a parent, keep your child off the internet as much as possible. Very simple. Then Joey again proves that he has no idea what our particular governmental style here is. He says, quote, there's one reason why we're able to do all of these things, our democracy itself. It's the most fundamental thing to all. With democracy, everything is possible. Without it, nothing is, end quote. We don't have a democracy, Joey. We do not. We have a democratic republic. We do not have a democracy. So I guess, according to your own words, nothing is possible. He then says, for the last few years, our democracy has been threatened, attacked, and put at risk, put to the test here in this very room. On January 6th, end quote. So we're going back. Trump bad January 6th. Our democracy was attacked, but it's not a democracy. Quote, and then just a few months ago, unhinged by the big lie, an assailant unleashed political violence in the home of the then Speaker of this House of Representatives using the very same language that insurrectionists who stalked these halls chanted on January 6th, end quote. What Joey doesn't mention is what we now know about the assailant that hit Paul Pelosi in the head with a hammer was a lefty loon. But I guess, you know, it's Donald Trump's fault that the lefty loon went after Nancy Pelosi or her husband. And because people were chanting, where's Nancy? I don't remember hearing anybody cheering, where's Nancy or chanting, where's Nancy? And the guy in the house wasn't chanting or anything. He was just like, hey, I'm at Nancy's house. Where's Nancy? Trying to tie the lefty loon that attempted to kill Paul Pelosi, trying to tie him to Donald Trump is horrible. It is laughable if it wasn't so inflammatory, Mr. President, Mr. Joey brain full of mush, who maybe doesn't under even stand what he's saying. This is dangerous. This is not uniting. Joey, you're the cause of so many problems. You're the cause of a lot of the violence. You are a cause of so much of the unfriendly rhetoric, to put it nicely. And it's absolutely insane that you try to tie the actions of an insane lefty loon who goes to the Speaker of the House's home and assaults her husband with a hammer. But that's what Joey's doing. Let's point the finger at everybody else. And this is what they do on all the time. Oh, Joey's like, well, I'm going to keep drug prices down. You're the reason they were high in the first place. Oh, no, gas prices are up because of Putin. No, they're high because you went after the oil industry. Oh, no, there's so much fentanyl coming over the border. Yeah, because of your policies. It's absolutely insane. But maybe Joey is insane. Again, look into his eyes in this speech at all. There's like, it's nothing there. Nothing there at all. And he says, quote, we must all speak out. There is no place for political violence in America. 
In America, we must protect the right to vote, not suppress that fundamental right. We honor the results of our elections, not subvert the will of the people. And we must uphold the rule of law and restore trust in our institutions of democracy, end quote. Mostly agree with him here. He just is saying it, thinking it's the other side doing it. I think the Democrats are the ones that are putting our right to vote in jeopardy by allowing so many people who don't have the right to vote as a citizen, allowing them to cast their vote, allowing mail-in ballots that you don't check who they're coming from to be counted. The right to vote is very important, yes. And because of that, the whole system to make sure that people who are not eligible to vote don't get to do so is vital, Mr. President. Any moron that can understand an argument logically would be able to see that, but I'm guessing your brain power is not there. And that is absolutely sad that this guy is the leader of the free world saying we have to honor the results of our elections. Well, go ask Hillary, go ask Al Gore, go ask Jean-Pierre, Christine, whatever her name is. All these people said elections weren't fair, they weren't right, that they weren't legit. And they're on your side. So why are they still around? Why does John Pierre still have a job, Joey? If you want people that honor the results of elections, how come she is still your mouthpiece? Oh, it is absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. But that is the gist of Joey's speech. I hope I broke it down fairly well for you. I don't have a teleprompter like Joey. All I had were his quotes. I didn't have any other notes. Just responding on the words that I'm seeing in front of me. So I hope I got everything correct. And I hope that this, if you didn't listen to Joey, now you don't have to. I do not recommend going back and listening to that whole speech. It was kind of painful. Just the bits that I saw. Consider that some value here from the Random Thoughts podcast. You, I was going to talk a little bit about the Grammys and Taylor Swift's $3 million worth of jewelry and Bonnie Raitt and how her, Taylor Swift's fans are like, who's this Bonnie Raitt? Like, well, you need to listen to more music, kids. But this episode's running along, and I know my buddy Bandrew from the Bandrew Says podcast said he would like to hear me talk about music a little bit more, so maybe I can put something together for next week that talks more about music, something a little bit more fun than politics. Let me know what directions you like. I know we like to keep it uh, in going in different directions here that we don't always want to be covering the same thing each and every week. But let me know what you'd like to hear more of, what you want to hear less of, all of that. It would be appreciated. You can reach out to me on Twitter, Darren O'Neill, D-A-R-R-E-N-O-N-E-I-L-L, Darren O'Neill at noagendasocial.com and email Darren, D-A-R-R-E-N, of course at randomthoughts, R-A-N-D-U-M-B, thoughts.com. This show is a value-for-value-based podcast, which means I put the shows out there, and you get to decide if you've gotten any value out of them whatsoever. Hey, I just saved you from watching an hour and 10 minutes of Joe Biden by bloviating for about an hour and 10 minutes. So granted, I didn't really save you a lot of time, maybe about 10 minutes. We're just under an hour. So I saved you a little bit of time, and I hope, that what you got from my coverage was a little more entertaining, that we got the big nuggets out and showed exactly how you can go on for an hour and 10 minutes and not say a whole lot, which, I mean, Joey, 
maybe there is a career in podcasting for you. Might be possible. But we do have two people to thank for today's show who came in and supported the show because one of the ways you can support us is financially by going to randomthoughts.com slash donate, clicking that donate button for a one-time or monthly donation through PayPal. You can use the QR codes, wallet addresses if you want to do the crypto thing. You can go over to patreon.com slash randomthoughts if you're in Patreon. You can use the P.O. Box address if you want to go the snail mail route. And if you are listening on a podcasting 2.0 app, we do accept Satoshis. You can just press that boost button right now and send an instantaneous donation right to the show. It is all very much appreciated. And today we have two people to thank both on monthly donations. First and foremost, our buddy Stu Coates out in the UK with his totally satanic donation of $6.66. That is very much appreciated, sir. I mean, you think your politics are screwed up in the UK. And I mean, let's be honest, they are. But you watch Joey Biden and you go, wow, wow. It's hard to reach the level that Joey Biden does. But thank you, Stu, for your support. And Bill Hawney coming in, which is also a monthly donation now, I believe, at $3.33. Both greatly appreciated. They help us keep the lights on, the microphone sounding good, the web hosts up and all that. There are some uh, things that go into making this show that cost money. I just had to renew my yearly bit for the Adobe software that I use to record and edit the shows and do all that kind of fun stuff. The PO box just renewed. And of course, then the web hosting, which is pretty much the three main things that go into the show. But that adds up to what? 500 bucks, 600 bucks a year for all of them combined because I get a great deal. Thanks to my friend Jeannie, who is a teacher that gets me a great deal with the Adobe teacher. So shh. I'm a teacher, kids. Don't tell anybody. But that helps bigly because then I'm paying about 20 bucks a month for Adobe rather than like 60. So that is very much appreciated. And uh, if you can support the show, if you can't and you like the show, the best thing you can do is tell a friend or all of your friends about the show. Get them to listen, see if they like it. It's always good to start a conversation about something. Even if it's just like, wow, that guy's a total moron. You should listen to what he said here. You're not going to believe it. But no matter what, I hope you're being entertained. And as always, I will be back next week with another edition of the Random Thoughts Podcast. Maybe on music, maybe on something else. What do you want to hear? Let me know. Until then, I am Darren O'Neill. Thanks for listening.